Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. No matter what I'm going through, you're greater today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Meet me in the book of Matthew chapter 20. Thank you, Jesus. While you're turning there, let me say I give honor today to my family. So thankful to be traveling with three of the most beautiful ladies on the planet. My wife, my girlfriend of 20 years almost, and my two beautiful daughters. God has been so good to me, and I'm honored today to be with them in the house of the Lord. I want to challenge us today in this house. I understand that one of the greatest preachers in Pentecost stands in this pulpit week in and week out, and I just want to try to help you today. Is that all right? Amen. Not nothing new, not nothing revelatory, but maybe just an echo of something this pastor has said in times past. Matthew chapter 20, very lengthy reading today. I'll read quickly. Matthew chapter 20 and verse 1. For the kingdom of heaven is likened to a man that is a householder which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. He went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right I will give you. And they went their way. He went out about the sixth and the ninth hour and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing idle and saith unto him, Why stand ye here all the day idle? They say unto him, Because no man hath hired us. He said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, that shall ye receive. So when evening was come, the Lord of the vineyard said unto his steward, Call the laborers, give them their hire, beginning from the last unto the first. And when they came that were hired about the eleventh hour, they received every man a penny. But when the first came, they supposed that they should have received more. Likewise received every man a penny. And when they had received it, they murmured against the goodman of the house, saying, These that have wrought but one hour, and hast thou made them equal unto us, which have borne the burden and heat of the day. But he answered one of them and said, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Didst not I agree with thee for a penny? Take that thine is, go thy way, and I will give unto the last even as unto thee. Amen. You may be seated today. I want to try with the help of the Lord to minister in this house for a few moments this morning. And I say minister because I don't want to preach, but I really want to try to minister to somebody's spirit today, try to help somebody. I want to preach to us or minister to us. It's not how you start, but it's how you finish. It's not how you start, but it's how you finish. In our reading today, we find the parable of the marketplace. And if you are to understand the setting uh, if I understand correctly, I kind of view this marketplace almost like a unemployment agency or a temporary agency of that day. What workers would do, they would rise up if they didn't have an assignment to go to. They weren't working on their neighbor's house or, or had a, uh, agreed for the neighbor across the way uh, to work with him. They would take their tools of trade. They would go down and stand in the middle of the marketplace and uh, just kind of uh, 
people that needed somebody to work for them, they could go and see their tools of trade, understand this is what they do. I could use somebody like that today. Come on home with me and I'll pay you uh, whatever, whatever we agree upon. And, um, and so this is where the people stood uh, even all day long. They, the, 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 the early bird gets the worm, so the good ones, man, they were out there at 6 a.m. Man, they were found out there bright, probably 5.30, standing out there making sure. I don't want to, I want to make sure I'm not missed. And, and, of course, there were some perhaps that thought, man, I'm going to sleep a couple extra hours today and made it out there at 9. And, and then the lazy ones that slept till noon, uh, they finally made their way out there. Um, the work day, you understand, was from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And so in our story today, uh, we find some th- that go out at 6 a.m. And, and, and the, the, the master of the vineyard says, I, let's agree upon this. And, and I don't think it was very much. It was just a penny. Uh, and, and, and I wouldn't work all day for a penny, but uh, the times were different. And so uh, here they are. Uh, at 9 o'clock, there's some out there. And then, and then at noon, and the workman goes out all day long. And at the end of the day, it, 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 it appears they all receive the same amount of money. And there's several things I draw from this text and, and several things that my spirit uh, reads into this text but one of the main things I see is that it really doesn't matter when Jesus comes back whether I've been in this thing all day long or I signed up at the last hour when Jesus comes when the trumpet sounds I'm going to receive my reward what I'm trying to tell somebody you don't have to have a Pentecostal pedigree you didn't have to have your granddaddy living in this thing you could have just come in in the last year you could get saved today day and if the trumpet sounds tomorrow you're going to heaven with the rest of us you don't have to have been in this thing all your life but if you're faithful to the word of God if you obey the plan of salvation when the trumpet sounds my friend you're going with the rest of us I've heard it all my life somebody's going to get saved right before the rapture and I believe it. I'm not sure how I feel about deathbed repentance I'm not sure how I feel but I do know this God knows the thoughts and the intents of my heart and if I'm found faithful to the plan of salvation I will go in the rapture to heaven someday soon you could have been a ranked sinner your whole life. The whole town could know your reputation and know everything about you. But none of that matters when the trumpet's out. God's got a book. And if your name is in it because you obeyed, you're going to walk streets of gold someday. Is anybody thankful today for a place called heaven that we're going to walk streets of gold? We're going to walk beside the crystal sea. I'm thankful today to know that there's hope. I think it was Paul that said, if I had hope only in this world, I would be of all men most miserable. But my joy today, my hope today is found in a place I'm going someday called heaven. Once you start walking with the Lord, you gotta be faithful to the word. The title of the message today is it doesn't matter how you start. It doesn't matter how you start. The Bible likens our walk with God to being in a race. Hebrews said, wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, for who the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. 
You're in a race today. Turn and tell your neighbor, you're in a race today. But also tell them, you need to pace yourself. It really doesn't matter how you start this race today. What matters is how you finish today. The writer, the writer in Hebrews said there's some things we need to do. He said you need to lay aside every weight. There's some things that aren't, aren't sin according to this word, but they're bogging us down. They're weighing us down. There are, there are things that are taking our priorities away from God today. There are things that are capturing our attention. You say, Brother Money, but it's not sin. I know it's not sin today, but if it's somehow got your vision tunneled away from that of God and you're looking around, it's capturing your attention. It's pulling you out from your relationship with God. You know what? We, we, are, we are way too busy today. Have you, ever, have you ever thought, Pastor, in, in, in 20, what are we at, 15, getting ready to go to 16? We have more conveniences than we've ever had, yet less time. Think about that. More conveniences and less time. It's crazy to think about the world is in the palm of my hand right here. Can I preach to, can I preach to me a little bit today? I got the world right here. Time robber, stealing my time. Got me distracted sometimes from doing. It's so much easier. Uh, you know, I got a Bible on here, Pat. I can read my Bible on here. Oh, what's that? Angry Birds, praise God. Play a little, play a little game. Get, I really don't have Angry Birds on here. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I do have some other games. <laughs> Found this little article. Maybe this will... It's kind of humorous, but I think the point will hit home today. Maybe you've heard it, cell phone versus the Bible. What would happen if we treated our Bible like we treat our cell phones? What if we made it a priority to take with us everywhere we go and would go back and get it if we forgot it? Just like we do our cell phones. What if we flipped through it several times a day? What if we used it to get messages from the text? What if we acted like we couldn't live without it? What if we gave this to our kids for Christmas? Huh? What if we use this to help us travel? What if we use this in case of emergencies? What if we use the apps in this or the applications in this? I'm thankful today for the word of God. We've got to understand there are some things that the enemy will put in our pathway to try to trip us up. We've got to understand there's nothing wrong with this and I got one, everybody in my family's got one, but I can't allow it to be a distraction. I can't allow it to take my eye and my attention from my main purpose. The main thing is still the main thing to keep God at the center of it all, Sister McGee. I gotta keep Jesus at the center. He's got to be my joy. He's got to be my reason for waking up in the morning. He's got to be the reason for everything that I do. A life found without Jesus in the center is a life going downhill. I'm running a race today and I gotta keep my eyes on the prize and along the way there's gonna be detours. There's gonna be things that try to stop me to try to take my attention. Lock eyes with Jesus today and see the finish line and don't turn around. Scripture said, run with patience.
Run with patience or endurance. Endurance, the act, quality, or power of withstanding hardship or stress. Can you run with endurance against all the hardship? You don't have to be the fastest, thank God. I don't have to cross that line before you. I just got to cross that line. I got to make it across all the obstacles, all the hardship, all the stress, all the storms, all the turmoil. In spite of that, if I can endure, if I can make it, if I can, in spite of everything that comes into my life, if I can cross that finish line today, I shall be saved. It really doesn't matter. I started out with the Holy Ghost in 1987 at Hartford City Camp Meeting, and I was on fire for God. I st- I, 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 I didn't stay in church like I was supposed to, but about 14 years I come in and I sold out to God Pastor McGee, I was on fire for God and, and, and I can talk about those glory days if I want to, I can talk about all the revivals I used to have I can talk about the way I used to shout and the way I used to dance, but in 2015, if I'm not still focused if I still don't shout the same shout if I'm still not talking in tongues if I'm still not dancing, the Holy Ghost dance, I've got to be very careful, it really doesn't matter how I started, I gotta make sure in spite of everything I endure I gotta make sure that I finish just as strong as I started let me tell you something everybody in this house already knew you already know this I'm just gonna remind you and this is the this is the meat of of what I want to try to get into your spirit today you hear me today all the battles all the trials all the negativity, all the turmoil, all the stress in your life is brought on upon the enemy to try to get you to quit. I've exposed that. that that's it. That's it. He wants you to quit. He will, he will, he will allow, and, you, and God has to allow it, but the enemy presents it to the Lord. And, and, and God has enough faith in you to say like he did to Job, I know he will not fail me. I know he will not turn his back on me. But the enemy is throwing things, and some of you have went through things in 2015 you never ever dreamed your family would face. And you're trying to figure out how in the world am I going to walk into a new year and stay safe. There is a God that is able to bring you up above your trial and your and your situation you have simply got to make up your mind I'm not quitting I'm not turning around I'm not throwing in the towel I'm not leaving the church I'm not getting out of the ship I'm in this thing for the long haul somebody needs to get something in your spirit that would say I'm not gonna quit today somebody needs to get something in your spirit today that says it really doesn't matter me and God make a majority as long as God's on my side I can go through anything I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me somebody get that down in your spirit somewhere where you can say I am not quitting devil you're wasting your time you might as well find somebody else to bother with I'm not quitting I'm I'm not leaving I'm not walking out of this place I'm going all the way with Jesus Ecclesiastes says there's a time and a season to every purpose under the heaven. 
Time to born, a time to be dive. Time to plant, a time to pluck up. Time to kill, a time to heal. Time to weak, a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. All through the scripture, there's times and seasons for everything. But the writer in Ecclesiastes never said there was ever a time to quit. I can't afford to walk away. I can't afford to take a little sojourn somewhere else. I gotta stay in the house. I gotta stay in the church. I gotta be faithful. It doesn't matter how I started. I gotta finish strong. That armor, that armor of God that you put on, that helmet, salvation, that breastplate of righteousness, belt of truth. I got my my feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Man, I'm ready to fight battle. But as soon as I turn to run, my back has nothing protecting it. My back is exposed. You are never more vulnerable to the enemy as when you turn and you run. As soon as you make up your mind, as soon as you let that seed get planted, I just don't know if it's worth it anymore. As soon as you turn, the the devil, the enemy of your soul sees your back that is exposed, nothing protecting it, and you are fair game for the enemy. And the turmoil that you thought just started hadn't started anything yet. The devil is slick. He's sly and he knows how to fight. Sometimes we just got to get it in our spirit. Devil, I'm not quitting. I'm not stopping. I'm going all the way. I got got something in my spirit that says I'm a fighter. Told you a few minutes ago. Somebody could possibly get saved five minutes for the rapture. Somebody also might walk away five minutes. Imagine an eternity spent in hell because you walked away five minutes before the race was about to stop. Matthew 25 tells the story of ten virgins They were all pure, every one of them. If this race was about being pure, all 10 of them would have been saved. But five of them ran out. Five of them ran out of, oh, they ran out of Holy Ghost right before the bridegroom came. Young people, let me tell you something. I'm thankful for your standard and I'm thankful for your purity, but don't think that and that alone is gonna grant you access into heaven. You better have a little Holy Ghost to go along with your standard. You better have a little Holy Ghost to go along with your righteousness. You better have a walk with God that supersedes anything that man can see on the outside. I've got to be saved today. The devil will use anything, any means necessary to get you to quit. There is one particular, one particular thing that the devil is using, and I see it more and more as the days draw near to an end. And this is what I want to talk to us about for a few moments. Please let me have your attention today. There is a spirit at work in our generation, and it's not my generation, it's the entire mankind, it's humanity. There is a spirit that is at work that's trying to destroy, and it is the spirit of offense. Have you ever lived in a time where everybody is offended at everything? I'm talking about 
I'm talking about everything you could think of. The devil is pouring into our society to try to divide and, and, and tear away the unity from the, the believers and this world. The spirit of offense is I'm ta- people are suing because coffee is too hot. I'm talking about riots in the street over color and race. I'm talking about homosexuality. And while I disagree, I think that we don't need to hate the homosexual. We need to hate the sin. But the the devil is using the spirit of offense to rise up in people and destroy a generation. Watch this. The, the, the Greek word offense is scandalon. It means a snare, a noose, or a trap. The devil can ensnare one through a fence about something somebody said or how somebody treated you. And instead of doing God's will, you'll start doing Satan's will. You have got to be careful about feelings of anger, resentment, wrath, and criticism. They'll get inside of you. A spirit of fence will rise up. Seeds of bitterness will be planted inside of you. It will destroy you. My Bible said when that root of bitterness springs up, it defiles many In our text today, we found some workers who agreed for a price. And when they got to the end of the day, they realized everybody else that came in later was making the same amount that they were, and they were upset. They were bitter. They let a spirit of a fifth rise up. They said, Why? We've been here all day long. Why do they all of a sudden get to come in at the last minute and get the same? Did I not uh, agree with you for this price? Are you not getting what what I agreed with you upon? Don't let the spirit of offense rise up and destroy you. Watch this, watch this. The prodigal, the prodigal left home and after an awakening, he, the Bible said he returned home. And when he got home, he was greeted by the father who was so thankful to find him home. But he was also greeted with the brother who was offended. Daddy threw a party, killed the fatted calf. And the brother said for a meeting with daddy, daddy, you never gave me a party. You never killed the fatted calf for me. Watch what daddy said. Son, all that I have, it's yours. It's always. We could have killed a fatted calf every day of the week since your brother's been gone. But while we could have been having a party for you, you've let a spirit of offense rise up and you've thought evil against your brother because he came home. Let me tell somebody in this house today, we ought not throw accusations and let a spirit of offense rise up when a brother comes home, but we ought to celebrate. We ought to thank God when a sinner comes back to, if the angels stop and rejoice, so ought the church to stop and rejoice. I can't allow feelings of bitterness to rise up against a brother in my church. I've got to make it to heaven. I say thank God they're sitting in the pews. I want to step on anybody's toes today and I haven't talked to this man but how many times has a little skirmish started in the church because of Somebody something posted on Facebook. 
they would mean that about me. I've been there. Been there. So and so is, look at them over there. They're talking about me. Telling you, do you see the way they looked at me? The devil, he plants. I'm telling you, you guys think I'm crazy. Half the time, it's all made up in your mind. Can I pause this message to preach something else for two minutes? When, 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 when Jacob, when Jacob uh, uh, made Joseph that coat, that coat of many colors, and, and had favor with him, that upset his brothers. And, and his brothers sought to kill him. And they took him and they threw him in a pit and they took his coat. And, and, and then they said, well, let's make some money instead and let's not kill him. And they said, we'll take the coat, we'll dip it in blood and take it to daddy and tell him something bad happened. But I want you, you read it in your Bible, what happened? They took the coat, they handed it to daddy and they said, we found this coat, we don't know if it's your son's or not. That's all they said. And Jacob made up the rest. He said, this is my son's. Surely some evil beast hath devoured him. He made it all. They didn't have to tell him any. The devil, all he has to do is sow a little seed. If he'll show you a bloody coat, you'll make up the rest all by yourself. We need to stop allowing the devil access into our mind. We need to stop allowing him to plant seeds of discord among the brethren and amongst our families. Don't take what he says for granted. You find out the truth for yourself. You worship God and let God be faithful to you. God will take care of you if you're faithful to him. spirit of offense I'm hurrying I'm hurrying the spirit of offense is is at work even the spirit of offense when we would feel like God I'm doing everything I can to serve you why are you allowing this to happen to me if you're not careful it's easy to get offended at God I don't understand God Why? Why are you allowing this to happen? I don't know how many times people I've talked to, coworkers that didn't believe, that said, I just don't know if I could serve a God that would allow innocent children to die. And we get offended at God. John the Baptist found himself, I believe, in this same situation. He'd come onto the scene preaching one sermon. John the Baptist lived a life of separation and preached a sermon. He was the forerunner for Christ and nobody did it better because it took an attitude and a spirit for John to say, I must decrease so that God can increase. Although he was the one on the scene, he was constantly pointing back to a savior. He said, I won't take credit. John did exactly what God called him to do. And at the end of John's days, while it may have been short to John, he finds himself in a prison. And the Bible said, now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him art thou he that should come or do we look for another perhaps John sitting in that prison cell knowing what was coming had thought man I've wasted my life maybe this is not the you know I don't understand why am I sitting here Uh, maybe this isn't the Messiah maybe I've got it all wrong maybe I've wasted my life away for nothing and so John sends word and Jesus responds unto them go and show John again those things which you do hear and see the blind receive their sight the lame walk the lepers are cleansed the deaf hear the dead are raised the poor have the gospel 
preach to them. And Jesus goes one step further and says, tell John, blessed is he who is not offended by me. Why would he tell that if he hadn't known something had maybe crawled into John's spirit and John was saying, why God? Why do I gotta die here? Why do I gotta lay my head on the chopping block? I've done everything you ask me to do. And while God may not be asking you to lay your head down, perhaps you think, God, why are you allowing this to constantly come on me? Why the turmoil? Why all the stress, God? I'm serving you. I'm living for you. We get offended at God, but Jesus would say, be not offended at me. Blessed is he who's not offended at me. can't be offended by God. I can't be offended by my brothers and my sisters. Let me ask you a question today. This is going to be easier for me to say than it is for us to receive. But what does what, how somebody treated me or what somebody said about me, what does that have to do with my salvation? My pastor often, often said, nobody is worth going to hell over. Ain't nothing worth going to hell over. Nothing somebody said. Somebody took my parking spot. Somebody took my seat. Somebody said something about me. Somebody gossiped about me. My God, pray for him and go on. Don't be detoured. Stay the, stay the race today. Stay the course today. You gotta finish strong. Give me just a few more minutes. Imagine, imagine please. I'm not trying to belittle. I want you to understand my spirit. I'm trying to help somebody today. But are you really? Think about just to put it all in perspective. Are you really going to stand before God on judgment day and say, well, I didn't serve you because this preacher offended me. I didn't serve you because so-and-so, the way they treated me when I came to church, so I just didn't go to church. I didn't get involved because I, I didn't like the way so-and-so ran this and I didn't like the way so-and-so ran that. Are you really going to stand before God and say that? Because you do understand that Jesus Christ was our example and as he was on a cross, being spit upon, beard being plucked, beaten as he's on that hill, being crucified for something he never did. He didn't deserve it to be treated the way he was. But while he was there, he forgave everybody on the hill and even saved a soul next to him. And you're really gonna tell God you're offended? My God, let us get something in our spirit today that would say, I know I'm gonna go through some stuff, but I got something down deep inside. I can't quit. My family can't afford for me to quit. My children can't afford for me to quit. I can't afford to quit today. It doesn't matter how I started in this thing. I've got to make sure I finish strong. Jesus. Jesus, or, or, or David, I'm sorry, wrote, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. You want to know how not to be offended? Learn to love the law. Learn to love this word. Get it down deep in your spirit, and don't be offended. Yes. 
And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. You shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, for these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet, for nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famine, pestilence, earthquakes, and divers places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. They shall deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. These last days, if you're offended by all this that's going on, you're going to be not a part, not a part of that rapture group, but you're going to be a part of that group that was offended and that betrayed and that hated one another. And once you do that, watch this. The next thing he said, and many False prophets shall rise and deceive many. Offense precedes deception. You let that spirit of offense come inside of you. You'll start believing things that aren't in that word. That's why he said, learn to love thy word and nothing will offend you. How many preachers do we know, pastor, that started being offended and next thing you know, they're not even preaching truth anymore. I close today with this. 1992 in Barcelona, a runner by the name of Derek Redman was favored to win the 400 meter. Wasn't even supposed to be a race, really. Derek Redman was supposed to take the gold, not even supposed to be close. 400 meter. The runners took their position. And I'm not going to bend down there because it's too far. These runners took and they waited on that shot. All those runners, every one of them took off strong. Man, they're going. And they're flying. Derek Redman, right out front where he's supposed to be. He's running the race. But something happens about the middle of the race. He said he heard something pop. He did hear something pop. His hamstring popped and he hit the ground as he watched everybody else cross the finish line he lays there in pain and agony he's hurt he's wounded but something happened inside the spirit of Derek Redmond and I wished it would get a hold of the apostolic church today he said I, I can't lay here he got up and he began to hobble doing the best he can pain shooting through that leg every time he took a step out of the crowd a man was making his way down through the stands the grandstands ran out on the track security guards are grabbing him you can't go out there you can't go out there he threw him off said leave me alone that's my son Derek Redman's father grabbed him put his arm around him and said come on son I'll help you Come to tell somebody today, you may be hurt and you may be wounded today. You may be offended in this house this morning. Something may have crushed your spirit. Something somebody said, did. Something you heard 
has crushed your spirit today. But if you get out of the race, if you stop the race, you're going to be lost for an eternity. But if like Derek Redmond, you can make up your mind to get up and say, I'll run hurt if I have to. When Derek Redmond made up his mind, I'm still going to fight. His father came and wrapped his arms around him and said, come on, son, I'll help you fight. Your father today will come and do the exact same thing for you today. If you'll get it inside your spirit today, I'm not quitting. I'm not turning around. I will not give up. They asked Derek Redman at the end. They said, why on earth did you get up? You were hurt. You were offended. He said, I did not come to this to start a race. I came here to Barcelona to finish a race. It does not matter how you start today, church. You got to make sure you finish. Stand with me everywhere if you would. I'm calling today on some people that would say, Brother Monday, I'm kind of going through some things and I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to make it. I'm here to tell somebody today, if you'll just keep running, even if you're hurt, even if you don't feel like it, even if it seems like it's in vain, just keep running, keep fighting, keep clawing, keep rowing today. God will come. He'll wrap you in his arms today if you will make up your mind. Is there anybody today that would be honest to say, I need some help from my daddy today and come to these altars with hands raised and say, Brother brother Monday, I, I don't want the spirit of offense to overcome me. I, I don't want wounds and, and things to overcome me. I want to come and make sure my heart's pure today. Is there a group of people that would make your way to this altar right now with hands raised and say, God, would you make sure to search my heart today? I don't want there to be anything unlike you inside my spirit. I got to make sure I finish strong today. Come on, come on. Some of you just need to pour it out to the Lord today. Come on, he already knows what you're thinking. Give him that spirit of offense. Give him those wounds. Give him that brokenness. The way, the way that you were treated maybe a few months ago, something that, that got back to you about something that somebody said, don't let that destroy you today. Don't be cursed today because you allowed what God allowed you to go through. Be your spirit of offense against God today. I can't afford to be offended. John, you're going to make it. Thank you, John, for living a life of sacrifice. Thank you, John, for doing what I called you to do. The next breath you're going to breathe is going to be walking streets of gold because you were not offended by me. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.